Blog Talk Radio. Yep, she knows sports. Check out Brittany and Princess on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio, Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. This duo gives it to you straight with no chaser. If you can handle it, tune in and get your sports news, opinions, and so much more every week from She Knows Sports. Intensity is not a perfume. Join us Thursdays on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to She Knows Sports with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Princess Cooper right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Hi, Miss Princess. How are you today? I'm doing good, Brittany. Sorry for being delayed, but we had a good one going. I appreciate you waiting on us. Uh, no worries. I understand. It was a mind. I came in late at the very, very end, but it sounded like a good guest, and I'm gonna have to catch that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good show. Good show. Good show. All right, princess. It's a super sticky, hot day, but you ready to <laughs> talk some sports? <laughs> Yeah, super hot, Brittany, but I am. Let's do it. Let's talk some sports. Let's do it. Okay, guys, you all know where we're going to start in the beginning. It's blasted all over the news for days now, and it's been a highlight of every news media, news radio, news uh, uh, sports podcast, whatever other show you can name. Um, I think I even seen it on BET a couple times. I'm not exactly sure um, (laughs) about it. But, yes, we're starting with Damian Lillard and what's going on here. Princess, I have a question. With everything that's going on with Damian Lillard, you know, his, his, his agent recently came out and said that, you know, Dame, do not trade for Dame, uh, Damian Lillard because he will not play for you, making him sound like he's going to be a disgruntled player. Do you think Damian Lillard will be traded to the Heat, or do you think he will be traded elsewhere? Wow, I hope for his sake, since he's putting all his chips in the basket of the Miami Heat, that he is traded there. But it looks like there's others, too, that are lobbying, and nothing seems to be set in stone. And if the Heat and Damian Lillard, or if Portland and Damian Lillard needs a third team to get involved, you know, they can all sit back and just kind of watch and and wait. It's no guarantees, and um, I'm thinking that there's going to be another team that that's going to swoop in. Um, you know, although Damian Lillard and the agents say, okay, it's all about the heat, you never know what an offer can be and that it may, may persuade him. I think there's going to be some drama at the end, and it may not be because of the heat. Right. And, and then my second question part, do you think he'll be a disgruntled player if he's not treated to the heat? No. I think that's smoke and mirrors right there. I, I think he'll be – um, an excellent player. I, I think he's looking for um, a new sur- new surroundings, new management. He's given them. I think he feels he's given Portland enough time. So, no, I don't think he'll be a disgruntled player. I think he's smarter and much more mature than that. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with that. I think we all know his first option is to, you know, he has not come out and say that he doesn't want to be um, traded to any other team. But we all know he wants to go to the Heat if he potentially can, if he's able to. We also know Portland is waiting for the best trade. Do I yeah. think he would be traded to the Heat? I'm not sure. I really am not sure. It's just so many pieces involved. The Heat doesn't necessarily have the assets that Portland is looking for. 
I know they keep talking about Tyler Hero, but Portland does not want Tyler Hero. Um, and yeah. apparently a lot of teams are not looking to, to trade for Tyler Hero. There may be a few teams that might be, that may be looking into it, but apparently it's because the Heat apparently signed him to an extension, so that could be a possibility. That starts, I think, next year, I believe. I believe it starts next year. I think it's four years, $160 million, I believe. So that could be mm-hmm. the reason why. Um, but I would not be surprised if another team that we either we haven't heard about or it just seems like this team doesn't have any hope at all, all of a sudden swoops right in and Dame gets traded to, to that particular team. But I picked this on the new, the new Facebook meta thing. Was it Thread, thread, something like that. I'm trying something new because I don't like Twitter. Guys, I'm putting it out there now. <laughs> I'm trying some thread, <laughs> thread. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I put it out there that I don't think Damian Lewis is going to pull a James Harden or a Kyrie Irving just because he's he didn't go to the to the uh, to the Miami Heat. He is a competitor and he plays hard no matter what. He's like, yeah. I may not be with the team I want to go to, but I'm going to compete to win, and I'm going to show y'all I still got it. That's the type of player that he is. So the media and his agent can miss me with that whole disgruntled player nonsense. You just try to get him to a team that he wants to go to, but it may not work out that way. Exactly, and I think that's it. And and I don't blame them if that's what they're trying to do is to strong arm everybody and, and get them to work with them, you know, with the heat. But um, I hear a lot of, you know, conversation with the Celtics, you know, and Jason Tatum personally reaching out to Dame Lillard. You know, there's a lot behind the scenes. and But that means, too, that Jason Tatum, then, then, then Brown really is on the chopping block because I don't think they can keep all of them. And that is, mm-hmm. you know, Brown, Tatum, Porzingis, and the other young man, Williams, they can't keep all of them. So something's going to have to give. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, and speaking of, you know, assets to be traded for, I've been hearing, and Princess, I know that I didn't put this in the topic, so I just kind of came out just now, mm-hmm. <laughs> came to the top of my head. <laughs> I've been hearing a lot of Tyrese Maxey versus Tyler Hero. You know, Miami's willing to give up Tyler Hero. Philly's not willing to give up Tyrese Maxey in the trade. And there's been a lot of, if Philly is willing to trade Tyrese Maxey, then they could possibly get a Damian Lillard in return. They don't want to give him up. If you had a team, who would you prefer to go with? Tyrese oh, Maxey or Tyler yeah. Hero? Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to say even Damian Lillard. I'm taking Tyrese Maxey um, over both of them, and I'm definitely taking them over Hero. Um, you know, and I think Hero has made a place for himself. He's shown himself to be a sharpshooter most of the time. But um, I think Maxi is that that guy. He is him to me. Um, and his game is just um, – he's a spark, too, but his game is on point. And I think he's exactly what Philly wants. And he, I think, can be one of those top three players that everybody in the NBA is looking for. You want a, want a, want a top three or a sharp three. And, and I think Tyrese Maxey is that. So I would take him over here for sure. Yeah, I, I would too. And I know K-Walk may hear me, kill me for this, because I've been telling him this on, on our Tuesday show, and we go back and forth constantly. And I'm like, <laughs> Tyrese Maxey is much better than Tyler Hero. He's a much sought-after player, and he has a much higher ceiling. Yeah. And he thinks I'm crazy. But think about, like, 
Tyrese Maxey is only 22 years old, and he's averaging 20 points per game with Joel Embiid and James Harden on the court. When Mm -hmm. James Harden went off the court, he went missing for so many games. He was averaging 25 points per game. And then when he didn't have neither one of them, he was averaging almost 30 points. I think it was like 28, 29 points per game. So he has a higher ceiling. He just needs the opportunity to be that first or second guy on the team. You know Embiid is not going anywhere right now, so he will have to be the second guy but be the point guard with the uh, ball in his hands. And I'm sitting here like, man, Damian Lillard as a Sixers fan or Tyrese Maxey, it's just too attractive to me to see a 22-year-old that's still ascending versus a 33-year-old as he turns 33 yeah. next year with a crazy contract, although he's talented, I don't know, just above talent of all talents, and Damian Lillard, and I love him so much. That By the end of that contract, he will be 36 years old, and he'll be getting paid $60 million. That is not yeah. And then you'll have to start all over again. Correct. You'd have to start all over again. And, you know, I, I think, though, that, a Lillard will make you an instant. Um, although I thought you were with Harden too, but I think you're 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 instant. You're headed for the the at least the Eastern Conference Finals. I, I think that's what Lillard does for you, and I think he would be a great matchup for with with um, Joel Embiid much better than than James Harden. I just think Harden is is just disruptive. Um, and if he's not disruptive on the court and he's inconsistent there, I think he's disruptive in his own way. Um, off the court and in the locker room, um, and I may be wrong, but I think his his journey, his um his past has shown that at every stop that he's made. But I think you have to give up too much. As much if you have to give up Lillard, I mean give up Ty Maxi for him, I think that's too much. But now if you can get Lillard, Maxi, and Joel Embiid as your top three, you got you have yourself something. Yeah, that would be nice. I don't see it happening. <laughs> you see that happening? <laughs> That would be nice. So my second option was, what about a Zach Levine going to Philadelphia? Because I really don't want to lose Tyrese Maxey because of the potential that he has um, and the hard work. He works so hard. But what about going to Chicago, get a Zach Levine to pair up with a Tyrese Maxey and a Joe on B? That would really help the team and get rid of that other guy that we want, the beard guy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Prem. I like that one, too. We're still going to stick with the the same topic with Damian Lillard for right now. And I just want to know, better basketball fit, and I'll give you four teams, Miami Heat and better basketball fit on the court that you think of. Miami Heat, Sixers, mm-hmm. Clippers, or the Celtics. Wow. You know, I'm actually going to say, the Celtics or the Clippers, and the Clippers may win out in this one. Um, I think that Lillard, Kawhi, and Paul George with um, a a good Russell Westbrook, I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. I think there's enough ball to go around, and if they can all stay healthy. But what has really sold me on the Celtics is that they don't really have a whole lot of big injuries where they're out for you know, two, three, four weeks are out for the entire month of November or December and not back until January. You don't see that with the Celtics. So I'm going to say Celtics, Clippers, 
um, Heat, and what was the other one? I don't even remember. Sixers, Sixers, Clippers. Yeah, oh, wow. Know. See, I left them out. So I'm going Clippers, Celtics, Sixers, and then the Heat. I don't know. I, I just, I don't, yeah, I'm going to say Heat last. Although I just love what Pat Riley and, and Spolster does every year. Um, it seems like the Heat are already depleted with some bench players, and I'm not sold on them. And Jimmy Butler's Jimmy Butler. I, I think, you know, um, he has to take over. Will Lillard help him with that, of course, and then Hero. That's a good three. But I'm going to put the Heat last in that in that foursome that you just gave me. Sorry, Kevin. Yeah, I, <laughs> I kind of understand what you're saying. I still think, although – Damian Lillard will provide that clutch shooting that they needed, that they did not have in a championship, but not just a championship, and kind of a few other series, um, which I felt like could have maybe ended in five or six games, but they had to go to seven games. Um, Mm -hmm. You made a valid point. They lost a lot of key pieces on that bench, you know, and odds are you're probably going to – you may have to trade a Caleb Martin potentially and a Kyle Lowry possibility. Um, and most likely Tyler Hero. So you're losing big-time chemistry pieces, and you already lost Max Strauss and um, Gabe Denson. So those role players are crucial to your championship run just now. Um, I just don't like the size still. I still don't like the size. I still think they need to bring in a big guy because, to me, Bam, as talented as he is, he's small. Um, And we've seen that going up against certain teams. Um, and who knows what could have really happened against the Bucks? Did not get hurt, but he did play. Although you could tell he was not moving the same. Um, yeah. But to me, my top two are the Celtics and the Sixers. Um, I just think Joel Embiid is looking for a player like Damian Lillard. They could feed off each other. You know, um, Damian Lillard is not James Harden at all. He's going to play hard. He's going to shoot clutch clutch shots. Um, Mm -hmm. He's going to open it up for James Harden. I'm sorry, for Joe on B, much better than what James Harden can do. And then you'll have um, Tyrese Maxey, who technically is a shooting guard. So, Dame is your point. Tyrese Maxey is a shooting guard. Tobias Harris may or may not be there, so we're not sure. But I think that's one of the probably the best two-man games you'll see in the NBA between Damian Lillard and Joe on B. Pick your poison. Please pick your poison. And if the other one, Boston Celtics, I'm absolutely with you on that one. You know, you're going to have to trade Jalen Brown. Um, can't have Damian and then keep Jalen Brown. But Damian Lillard, <laughs> Jason Tatum, and Porzingis, that is one incredible um, team there. They all can shoot the outside jumper. Porzingis can then go down low and play some defense. Damian Lillard doesn't have the best defense. He has enough around him to help him to help him out on the defensive side of the ball. I, I I'm gonna flip it though. I'll put Celtics, Sixers, Clippers. I'm sorry, Heat, Clippers. I'll pick Clippers last, and I'll probably put Clippers last because I don't know if they're gonna be on the court. And that's just that. I don't know if they're gonna play. Kawhi Leonard, he gets injured. He never wants to play. So I don't know what they're going to do there. It's going to be interesting. And they don't want to give up Terrence Mann. So we'll see what happens. All right, guys. We're going to head. I don't know if Princess was muted there on me. 
All right, guys. Of course, I'm just talking away. I was just talking (laughs) away. (laughs) I like that question, though, Brittany. Go ahead. Um, But, all right, so we're going to go to the next topic here. And this is about, uh, unfortunately, my team. This is about my team. We got to get it in there. Um, If they don't get it together, I might be switching. I might pull a a Jason Collins here and pull a a different (laughs) thing. (laughs) My question is, should the Philadelphia 76ers keep James Harden if they can't get what they want in return for a trade? Yeah. You know, they, they should. If they can't get what... They need to get, um, and no one's out there that's really biting um, um, at them for his talent. Then the best thing is to bring them back. There were flashes this year where they looked unstoppable. And um, a, a Harden, Maxi, and Embiid, um, threesome, you know, top three is, is, is very good and very lucrative, and they can play well together. I was just disappointed down the stretch that, you know, Embiid got hurt, and you can tell he was not 100%. Um, And I thought that Harden didn't give 100% in the playoffs, and um, I I think that hurt them. And when one of your leaders is is that way, everybody else is, you know, a, a little bit puzzled, trying to give you their best. They're trying to make up for what Embiid is lacking in his ability to, to really um, pivot off of that foot and jump and give you his best, and Harden just really disappeared. And I don't know if that was some get back at Doc Rivers. You just never know. But that is the personality of James Harden, you know, and he disappeared in clutch moments uh, against the Celtics. Yeah, it's – I want to say yes, keep James (laughs) – I want to say yes, keep James Harden um, because if you can't get what you want in return of the trade, because he, this is his last year on the contract. You know, he's a free agent next year. His his money is coming off our books between him and Tobias Harris. And next year, I think we'll have sixty or seven seventy million dollars um, opened up, which is amazing. Um, but James Harden, like you said, his attitude, you know feels like he has potential to be a good mentor to the younger guys, but he is a total, what you call, quiet cancer. You know that cancer that mm-hmm. sneaks up on you that nobody, you have no idea what's going on? Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden, here it comes, boom, comes out of nowhere. That's what James Harden is. You know, he yeah. pretends and pretends and pretends. Um, and then all of a sudden, something doesn't go his way. He acts like a little kid. He has all the talent in the world, but talent can't fix mentality. It, it just can't. It cannot fix mentality. Um, I think with him, when he's playing how he's supposed to play, the Sixers should have been in the Eastern Conference Finals for sure, even with Joel and B hurt, even if Joel and B could only score two points. Um, if James Harden was playing how he was supposed to play, the Sixers should have been in the Eastern Conference Finals. I really do believe that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just not sure how he'll operate with Nick Nurse. But I will say with this, I'm happy, and you might not like this person, Princess, not to switch gears, but I'm happy the Sixers signed Patrick Beverly because Patrick Beverly is that guy. He doesn't care who you are. You could be James Harden. <laughs> you could be LeBron James. If you are on his team and you are not playing 
playing with all your heart and soul, leaving it all out on the court, he's going to get up in your face. And I love that about Patrick Beverly. And I really hope, and I think he'll be a benefit or an asset team over the course of the season. But I guess they really have no choice because of it looks too good at the end of the season of that money coming off, and then you could go get whatever stars is available at that time. So I guess they will have no choice but to keep James Harden if they can't get what they want in return um, for the trade. Yeah, you know, um, I'm not a Patrick Beverly fan, but that's just my own personal pettiness. Patrick Beverly can play the game of basketball, and he is. He is relentless on defense. Um, and you can tell his passion for the game helps you win games. And you're right. You're going to give 150% if you're going to be on the court with him. And if not, he's going to be getting your face. And I hope he is a leader like that in the locker room, um, for sure. I, I think that's a good get. Um, I, I just find him a little weird. But um, you can't question his passion or his effort, ever. And he's consistent with both. Yeah, I agree with you on the weird part. He is a little weird, and he showed that when he yeah. was on first tape. <laughs> I was like, uh, mm-hmm. they're going to give him a job firing all these people. <laughs> but you looking for people like Patrick Beverly? Oh, boy, here we go. Last I love him. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, guys, we're going to switch gears. We're going to step away from basketball for a few seconds, not too long, and we're going to go into football because the NFL is being very, very interesting and there's some of their recent statements. So the NFL came out and actually spoke about the slippery conditions during the Super Bowl game, the slippery conditions on the field during the Super Bowl game, and the NFL actually was blaming players and their cliques for Super Bowl field conditions, stating, it's not the exact, I'm kind of paraphrasing here, stating that the players chose the wrong cleats to play in, and that is the reason why the, they were slipping all over the field. What were your thoughts on this one? <laughs> My thoughts are is that anything for Roger Goodell not to be at fault, anything for the NFL not to be at fault, I think that's where they were going. I never expected them because this was a huge issue, um, and I don't know if it was the reason that, that Philadelphia lost, but I thought this was a huge issue for both teams. But they were not going to deliver themselves as the, the, you know, the ones that were culpable for it. That's not the NFL. So, okay, so now they're just going to say that out of all of that um, experience and all of the, the operations and the, those that are handling the equipment, they picked the wrong cleats. They didn't know enough about what to do in these conditions. That's crazy, but that's exactly what the NFL was going to do. They're not going to take blame, just like they have um, shied away from taking the blame with when it comes to concussions. They had no choice but to come around to that when it was happening too much, and you can see all of the lingering effects. But here we are. I'm not surprised that the NFL says this, but it, to me it's laughable. I didn't think they were going to do anything else but that. Yeah, the NFL is a joke. <laughs> They're just like exactly. every for-profit corporation. They they are it, – it's, it's a beyond joke. These players have been playing since they were probably playing PV football, maybe five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, playing football all their lives in all types of conditions. 
you telling me these players don't know what cleats to wear? No, they know exactly what type of football cleats they need to wear, whether it's raining, whether it's not raining, whether it's sunshine, snow, whatever it may be, because they don't play in all types of conditions. I'm pretty sure they have all their cleats stacked up in, um, in the locker room, whatever locker room they're at, and you're going to blame the players in the cleats? No, take some responsibility. You tried something different with the field, and it's okay if you made a mistake. We all make mistakes. Just take the responsibility for it. We're not looking for the game to to, uh, to change the outcome of the game. The game is what it is. But we need to mm-hmm. make sure that going forward this does not happen again. So maybe hopefully next time they know, let's just keep it simple. Let's do what we've been doing for so many years that worked out and make sure that this does not happen again. And that's that. People, I'm pretty sure, will not be in an uproar right now if you just took accountability. It's funny how we we always get on our players for not taking accountability, but the, the whole daggone league office does not want to take accountability. It's a shame, it's yeah. disgusting, and they're a joke. Yeah, you know, Brittany, um, and, and I read this somewhere, and I'm going to paraphrase it, but I, I think this it's it, considering the magnitude of the game, the conditions were embarrassing. And one team didn't complain. Both teams um, were full court press on this and how the conditions were horrible. And I think it was Reddick from the Eagles that said it was the worst field we've ever played on. They they needed to have done something um, and, and, and taken um, some type of responsibility for this. But they just said, oh, no, it was a cleat. But the field was not good. It was as he as as I said, the magnitude of it. They didn't do enough, and they should have. Now we'll say this as an Eagles fan: Can we please the NFL, whoever, stop putting the Eagles in these crazy situations during the Super Bowl? We got the <laughs> the, the field condition. The other one was the spy gate with the Patriots. No more. <laughs> I don't want any more. I just want to play a normal, regular Super Bowl game. With 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 equal with fairness across the board, okay? That's that's all. <laughs> all any more scandal situations? Nothing. Let's keep it clean. Let's keep it clean. All right, Princess. Mm-hmm. Let's move on because we got to talk about your team, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, they added a lot in the off season. They they every I feel like every couple of days or every few hours they were adding someone new or waving someone new. So for someone different. So I, I want to know, do you like what your team did this free agency? Um, I, I like some of this. You know, um, what they added was maybe some some help, some girth. Um, I like the young man, um, Torian from Minnesota. I like Gabe Vincent from from Miami. Um, but both of them still, you know, they, they average nine points a game. I, I love that they made sure Austin Reeves came back. And they they invested in that. Um, I you know they sent Lonnie Walker off and Malik, Malik Beasley. I think is uh, gosh I don't know where he went. I want to say Toronto, but I'm not sure. So I I love the moves and I think this is a good bench and in, in, in support. Let's see what they can do. I don't know if I would have brought D'Angelo Russell back. They did. I thought he disappeared in the playoffs or maybe there was something going on that we didn't know about, and I love Hachimura. I liked his game, um, but I think he needs to improve his outside shooting. 
Um, but I, the best thing I can say is that Austin Reeves, now at point guard, can take some pressure off of um, LeBron James, and I think he's solidified at that point guard position. So that maybe that gives a little bit more rest to LeBron. But I love this roster. But, Brittany, you know, I can love it all I want, and I do. Um, and without some of these pieces, they made it all the way to the Final Four, but I still don't think they're the best in the West with it. Um, but what do I know? You know, I would have wanted, as much as I complain about Draymond Green, I kept saying in the thread, he's going to the Lakers, he's going to the Lakers. That was never going to happen. Um, and I don't know anybody that wanted to come there. Chris Paul, was he coming? Well, I don't see how that would have helped us. He can't stay on the court. He's always um, hurt, too. Kyrie Irving, him coming over and maybe taking Austin Reeves, that didn't make any sense to me. Kyrie Irving um, has played more games than he's going to play versus the use of Austin Reeves, who showed what he can do. Um, I think this is the best they could have done, and they really did well with it. Yeah, I think with their, their situation, um, you know, them they want to keep LeBron for as long as he's willing to play basketball. You have Anthony Davis. You know, he's still – he's tend to be injury prone, but he's still a talent when he's healthy. When he's healthy and he's focused, he's a very good basketball player. He's a great basketball mm-hmm. player. Um, I actually like the fact that they did re-sign D'Angelo Russell, and they didn't go out – you know, hunting for someone that may not exactly fit what they're looking for. I think if you give D'Angelo Russell more time in this particular offensive scheme or on this team another year, you know, understanding how LeBron, you know, likes to play basketball, how Anthony Davis likes to play basketball, um, I think they'll, they'll really continue to build on that chemistry that got them to that Western Conference Finals this past season. Um, I love the addition of Gabe Vincent. You know, Gabe Vincent yeah. can shoot the ball. He's a defender. I know they needed more defenders on this team. I love, like you said, uh, I can't say his name. How do you, how do you say it? Hamachimura. Hamachimura. There it is. <laughs> I love that they mm-hmm. were able to keep him and, and re-sign him. I love that the fact that he was able to keep Austin Reeves. I like him. Um, some of the underrated signings that I like, Cam Reddish. You know he's good coming off the bench. He can little be, oh, yeah, little bit be up and up and mm-hmm. down a little bit on the offensive side of the ball, but he plays hard. He plays very hard, and I just love the fact that this team got younger while still maintaining mm-hmm. that quality veteran play and leadership. So the Lakers organization know what they're doing, and I even love the fact that LeBron said, "I'm gonna stay out of the move. I don't want to play GM." <laughs> this season. So I really like that as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. I think they made the right moves in the middle of the season and releasing Russell or trading him to the Clippers and bringing in some help then. And I think they made the right moves this time for what was available. And you're right. I like that. They got younger, but kept their core. That's pretty good. Yes. And then my final topic, and then Princess, I'll throw it to you to close us out here. Um, this mm-hmm. actually just came out today, not to put us in and on bad news, or is it really bad news? I'm not sure. Uh, but I don't know if you heard, but Victor Wimbanyama, security guard. Yeah. What is yeah. <laughs> she was trying to get a selfie with him, um, but the security was like, get back, and one of them 
backslapper. So she she actually um, filed a police report. But, um, you know, that's weird. That's really weird. I don't know what you do with that. Um, good luck to Wimbiyama, who is playing in Vegas tomorrow. A shout-out to Tony Coleman, who is there. I think he landed already, so he will be there. Um, but uh, I think that's weird. Uh, and, and the fact that it happened and she brought it from behind the scenes and filed a police report means she wants something to be done and that she didn't like it and she felt disrespected. I mean, I, I don't blame her. First of all, yeah. was, was she threatening or anything? Because even if it wasn't Britney Spears, you know, Britney Spears is a bona fide superstar. We all know this. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure the bodyguards Especially in Vegas. <laughs> Exactly, and I'm pretty sure the bodyguards knew who she was. Um, pre- yep. Like, if you you can't live in the states and not know who Britney Spears is, let's let's be real here. Um, That's right. But even if it wasn't Britney Spears and it was just a normal fan, why do you feel the need to slap any women, let yeah. alone like any any woman for sure, but just a person? She's not threatening. Mm-hmm. She's not harming. She's not a danger to anyone. Just step in front of her and say, hey. What's going on? What do you want? And then she'd be like, oh, I'm Britney Spears. I was just looking to get a selfie with, with Victor, if that's okay. That's it. You ain't got a slapper. Like, that was unnecessary. And I can't blame her for uh, following the police support. That bodyguard deserved it. Yeah, and as big as Britney Spears in, is in America, in Vegas, and but just America, she had bodyguards too. So, you know, you had to have known that this was a big deal. Um, and she was trying to get a selfie, and I don't understand why any security guard male is slapping a woman. And they said back slap, but I don't care if it's back slap, front slap. That's 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 ridiculous. A police report needed to have been filed for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, princess, that's it for me. <laughs> All right, that's it for me. I want to give a shout out to Michael Rubin, though, the CEO for Fanatics. Um, which is a sports store, he had a birthday party, and everybody was there, including Harden and Joel Embiid and Beyonce and Jay-Z and, and everybody else in Madison, Tom Brady, Robert Kraft, um, even, uh, gosh, what's the young man from uh, Michael Parsons was there. It was a star-studded yep. event. Um, and I, I'm gonna, owner. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to put that that video in a thread because I, I need you all to tell me all of the key players that were there. I even saw Odell Beckham, you know, everybody mm-hmm. that was anybody in the world of sports was there. Um, Stephen A. Smith said he was really mad that he was not invited. I don't understand why he <laughs> didn't get an invite, but he said he had a bone to pick, but that's it. That is, she knows sports tonight, Brittany. It is Thursday. So have a great weekend. Looks like we've had a, a short week because of the board. Yes, yes, we did, and it threw me off. Thursday came quick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it is hot in America. I'm glad it rained a little bit today, but it has been in the 90s and the 100s down here in in the southern states, so it's hot and sticky everywhere. Brittany, have a great week. Never had it so good. Sports Radio, we'll see you next week, Thursdays at 7 p.m. Sports with Brittany and Princess. Have a good night. Stay safe. Awesome, awesome, awesome.